Hello and welcome to the F1 Stop Show with me, Sam Oni, your host, and with Wes Spearman as well. Wes, how are you doing today? Yeah, I think you were going to say Afterburners podcast then. <laughs> there was a little pause. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I look a bit tired. On yeah. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> list, listeners, not viewers, won't be able to see that, thankfully. But um, yeah, I've, I've had a, yeah, it's, it's been a long day, but a fun day. But yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Now, F1, you know, we're, we're doing the launches and um, we've had some pretty good car launches so far. Pass. Aston Martin, Red Bull. Uh, yeah, it's been great. But now let's talk about recent ones that have more cars have come out with their, with their new new challengers. We have McLaren, AlphaTauri, Williams, who launched yesterday, and Ferrari, who also launched launched today. So let's get into it. Let's start with let's start with McLaren then, your favorite team. Do you want to tell us about their car? Yeah, I think, well, obviously McLaren, they're stuck with the sort of papaya orange as the main colour, which is what I think everyone expected, really. But um, they've gone uh, a bit more blue uh, this time. There's a bit more sort of that, that light blue on the car. It's not quite golf-esque. It's not quite the the, the golf livery they, they ran in Monaco. But I think it's, it's quite good. There's a bit more black on there, which I, I don't know what I think about that, to be honest. I think I prefer it if it was... A, a bit more blue than black. Um, having said that, I do still quite like it. I know a lot of people can't quite decide whether they like it, whether they don't like it. It's sort of, I think a lot of people from what I've seen on social media, at least anyway, have given it a sort of rating around about the six mark. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, be, being a McLaren fan, I suppose I am a bit biased, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do quite like it. I think the side is a bit awkward compared to last year i don't know if awkward is the right word but um i don't know if i like the sort of black strip of, of sponsors on there i think maybe if that was blue or just some other if that was done a little bit better perhaps then it, it could have just nudged that livery up a, a, a mark or two but overall as as a livery i do quite like it i think I mean, we're sort of used to a bit of black on mclarens especially in in the honda days uh, of recent anyway but when the yeah. cars were pretty much all black um, yeah, I, I do quite like the sort of free tone, if you like, the, the orange, the blue, the black. I think it all works quite well, despite what everyone on social media seems to think. What do you What do you make of it? Yeah, i I think it's I think it's quite a good it's quite a good car. Um, you know, like so one thing I like about it is the you know the color the color scheme as well. You know, because McLaren is orange, orange and blue, the black. Um, that's great as well. Also, the front wing, you know, not very nicely presented. And the nose, which I've mentioned before, is a lot slimmer. Well, the way I see it, than last year's car. It's a lot slimmer than last year's, which is really great. Um, the only thing I'll complain about is the side skirt and the Velo sponsor logo. I don't think it's in the right place. Yeah, I, I have seen a lot of that. People saying, yeah, it, it just doesn't look quite right, almost. Yeah. Maybe I think if it was perhaps a bit further back on the car, maybe, or sort of pretty much right where the engine is, then maybe it would be okay. Or maybe sort of on top of the air intake, if you like, sort of above that black strip they have now, then 
maybe they could have worked that a bit better, as you say. But um, yeah, sorry, I've, I've just interrupted you there to continue. No, 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 carry on. No, uh, but yeah, I I think yeah, I like it. And um, also, one thing that I want to point out in these car launches is um, I think I read something on social media. I think you shared it with me where. Um, Aston Martin and McLaren were actually comparing their cars. I think somebody said that you should look out for the actual design around the cockpit or the side skirt. So just to like compare yeah. it. And um, I looked at McLaren's one and I thought it was all right, but there wasn't really anything that stood out around that side, side pod cockpit area. What did you make of it? Yeah, I think the McLaren... I mean, as from what we've seen so far, I think the two, I suppose, standouts that have done something slightly different are Aston Martin with the grille sort of on top of uh, the side pods and with Ferrari, which we'll get onto a bit later, with, again, sort of vents sort of round the, the air intake, the air box, and I think quite slim uh, air intakes on the side pods themselves. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, as I say, we'll, we'll have a look into that uh, in, in just a couple of minutes but yeah I think yeah. McLaren have I think I wouldn't say gone safe because we don't really know how these cars are going to perform yet we don't know what's safe what isn't but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting that it's interesting that even now I mean we've had well, I mean I don't we've, we've had most of the car launches now but um, it's interesting how each team has operated sort of slightly differently I mean obviously they, they did that before but these new regulations are just giving teams a new opportunity if you like to just do something slightly different to see if they can figure out something that none of the other teams have yeah. in in this new aero regulation rule book whatever you want to call yeah. it so yeah I mean we might see something different with Alfa Romeo or I mean Mercedes might might come out with something different to any of the other cars as well we, we just don't know yet but um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to see how sort of each car performs on track whether Aston Martin have, have nailed it with the vents on top of the side pods where Ferrari have nailed it with their slightly different design as well so yeah well I mean testing isn't I mean, the first race isn't that long way I think is that time recording a month tomorrow the 18th of March is when the first practice session yeah uh, in, in Bahrain gets underway it's really not that long so there's a four or five episodes Another four or five ep episodes, and we're talking about the Bahrain Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, and another thing, I, I, I'll be testing as a good opportunity to see what the timesheets could potentially be in, in a race, because, you know, new cars, new era, we, we've never, like, you know, we've never driven these kind of cars before, so it's going to be quite quite intriguing to see the kind of timesheets that these cars and the drivers pull off are they going to be a second quicker a second slower compared to last year's turbo era who knows so so yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> who knows oh. i mean yeah testing I mean, it doesn't quite replicate race conditions but because everyone's running sort of different setups different fuel loads different tires etc but it will give us some indication of where the teams are in terms of performance and compared to each other compared to last year and again yeah hopefully i mean again as, as a mclaren fan i, I can only hope they, that they continue on on the, on the upward trend that they've been going on for the last few years so mclaren have launched their mcl 36 how would you rate this out of 10 
with zero being um... <laughs> out the front door and then 10 being amazing, glorious. Let's have another one. I, I wouldn't say it's amazing. There are mm. a, a few issues with it, but yeah. I mean, this might just be me being biased on the fan, but I'm, I kind of want to give it an eight, but I'm going to go seven. I, I, because there are a few little tweaks that they could do to make it a bit better. But uh, yeah, I think seven is a fairly solid score for the McLaren. Sensible. That's sensible. Sensible. Um, if we if we had 0.5, I would have said 0.5. But um, I'm going to give it a six. Six out of ten. I just think... Fair, I think, yeah. Um, compared to last year's one, what I liked about last year's livery was that um, they had the orange and the blue in the right places, especially along the side uh, side and towards the the front wing. Whereas this year, with the black, it it's okay, but I just thought it, it's almost kind of ruined. Not ruined, but it hasn't made it the car you know stand out. It's not as yeah mm. interesting as last year's one. So I'm gonna give it a six out of ten for me. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, going by what people have said on Twitter and Instagram and what, what have you, I think a six or a five or a six is is the general consensus. <laughs> <laughs> right. So from McLaren to Alpha Tauri. Now when this came, when this car came out, I thought, wow, it they've really they've really outdone themselves. They've really outdone themselves. Um, I thought it was pretty, pretty good. I mean, the car Alpha Tauri, it looks so, it looks so bold. It looks so, it looks as if it had gone from like a boy to a man kind of thing. So last year's one was a little boy, but this year's just upgraded. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I sort of get what you mean, and. It is fairly minimalistic, simplistic in its design. They've essentially inverted the colours they had last year. So where there was white last year, there's now this sort of navy blue colour, which I think I, I do quite like. And at, at first sign, I wasn't a massive fan of it. I'm not quite sure why, but on second look now, it does actually look quite cool. The only, I think, downside to it is that on, on the sort of side bits of... The front, I don't know the technical name for them, but the sticky out bits on the front wing or the side with the Flexbox branding, that doesn't quite work. I think mainly because the X's in the Flexbox are orange, which doesn't quite go with the colour scheme of, of the Alpha Tauri itself. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I do quite like it. It is, I think, a bit basic. Perhaps maybe, maybe they could have had some red on there or something to sort of an homage to the Toro Rosso days, perhaps. But um Overall, as as a livery, I, I, I think it's all right. I think it's, I mean, it's it's Alpha Tauri in a nutshell. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. given what they've done last year since since the rebrand, I think, yeah, I don't think they could have done too much more. I think it looks quite good. It does, it does. Um, I think my favourite part about the car is where where the Alpha Tauri logo is, um, like just next to the just next to the side sideboard. Sorry, yeah. So um, I think that's. That's probably my favourite part of the car, the livery, where the logo was. And I thought they pulled it off really well. So um, I'm probably going to give it a 7, 7.5 actually. 7.5 out of 10. So I'd probably give it really good. Up, yeah. 
I'd probably give it a seven as well. Again, I think to get a couple more marks off me, it would have to be a bit more, not necessarily complex, but be a bit more stand out a bit more if you like mm-hmm. i think it's just it's just blue and white <laughs> really there's not that yeah. much more to it. i mean as you say i like the the alpha tarry name on on that side pod and another thing I've, I've only just noticed actually is again we've it seems that every team has got a slightly different sort of side pod design the sort of air intakes on the yeah. side alpha tarries is quite square i've just noticed so yeah maybe that's something Red Bull have helped them with. I don't know, but um, yeah, again, it'll be interesting to see how whether that has much of an effect compared to, say, Ferrari or McLaren or Red Bull or Mercedes. Who knows? But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see in testing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Really excited for it. Now, Williams. I think Williams rather well. How, how, how do you? All right, Williams have gone from white and blue last year to a moderate a moderate white and blue livery last year and they've completely changed it to a striking dark blue dark blue car what do you make of it did you expect it at first i didn't know i expected it to be somewhat similar to last year with a bit of white on the car i think that's what we've sort of been used to with williams over the last sort of few years i mean when they had the martini branding the sort of the light blue, the red, to go with the white on, on the back of the car, but obviously they've since lost that that sponsorship deal. Um, so they've had to change their car slightly differently um, or paint their car slightly differently. Uh, I was reading, I think it was WTF1's article on them sort of rating the car liveries, and I, I can't remember who, who actually wrote the article, but they said last year's uh, Williams car was one of the worst liveries ever in F1 history. Oh, wow. And I disagree with that. I think... When the, the last year's livery came out, we were both a bit like it was a bit basic and yeah. it didn't actually do it that good. But I think on track, it actually worked really well. Yeah, it changed my mind this, when I was seeing it on track. Yeah. yeah. This year, I don't know, it, it is quite bold because it is, as I say, just all dark blue. There's no white on there whatsoever besides sponsorship and, and numbers. I, I would have liked to have seen a bit more white on there, whether it, I mean, I don't really know where. To be honest. Maybe it brings, me to, last it brings me to my next question then. If you're, if you're an F1 designer, put in, you know, the graphic design, let's take Williams, for example, what colours would you use and where would you put them? Well, I think obviously the main colour for Williams is a sort of dark blue, so I can understand why They've gone that for this year's car, but if I think back to the iconic Williams cars of, of like the '90s, when Damon Hill won with Williams, um, I can't remember his name, Nigel Mansell, Mansell. Villeneuve, sort of the sort of blue, the white, the the red numbers, sort of yellow gold color on there. I'd have liked to have seen something a bit like that, rather than just all navy blue, really. Yeah, I think. Looking at it on track, I think it looks a bit better than uh, the sort of renders, the pictures they released, if you like. But um, I think it caught quite a few people out because people weren't expecting it to be quite so bold and, and striking and just all blue, essentially. I think people, <laughs> exactly, you've got your hand up now. It caught you out. It caught me out as well. Because I was expecting it to sort of be an upgrade on last year. 
but yeah they've redesigned the car and as i say on looking at the pictures now on with it on track at silverstone it, it it actually looks okay i think i don't think it's it's not the best livery williams have done by any stretch of the means but um it, it looks better on track than it did in the pictures i think yeah that's the that's the f that's the fw44 i believe that's what they've called it it is yeah yeah <laughs> well remembered <laughs> <laughs> i took i took my chances but yeah um williams so williams car a total totally new striking blue how would you what would you give it out of 10 uh good question <laughs> just just having another look at it in the picture now it sort of reminds me of last year's alpine a little bit oh it just in a similar yeah. shade of, of dark blue yeah um that was a good car think, alpine last year just saying the alpine yeah alpine did have one of the best liveries last year i think i think by our by our points standards anyway but um i think i'm going to give it a six for williams i think it's okay I think they could have gone a little bit better with a bit of white and maybe a bit of, of yellow on there, maybe a bit more red just to stand out a bit more. But um, mm. yeah, as I say, it, it looks better on track than, than than what I initially expected anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, despite, I mean, it caught out, a, it may have caught out a lot of people. People may have opinions on it. They may, they may like it. They may have, you know, it could have been better. But um, I'm going to say, six out of ten as well i just think um it lacks it just lacks uh more color like the blue is great but i think they could have added a, basically what you said a bit of white a bit of red just to make it stand out so um yeah because you know compared to last year there was a lot of dark colors a lot of navy so and looking at this year's one, there's Red Bull, there's I mean there's Red Bull Williams, you know. So yeah, a six out of ten for me for the Williams car. Sensible one. Now yeah, I think just uh, sorry, just going back to Williams for a second, they've got sort of these almost pinstripes of a light blue running up the, the uh, running up the side of the of the nose of the car. I think a bit more of that, not necessarily white, but just just some sort of contrast on there would be quite nice. I mean, I mean, there is a bit on the side, but not that much from what I can see in, in the pictures that, that I'm looking at now anyway. But um, yeah, I'll have to wait and see on on track on, on TV also. And too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so last one for today, Ferrari, who launched today. Um, well, Ferrari really pulled it out of the bag. Almost, because I, if you think back at it, we, we had Red Bull, which was fairly okay. Aston Martin really came out the, you know, came out the blocks running, um, put, put them on a 100 meter, 100 meter race. I think Aston Martin would be the clear winner of all the liveries we've had so far. Um, but yeah, Ferrari, what would you make of those? I thought it was absolutely stunning with the red yeah i don't i don't don't think there are many more words that can describe this year's ferrari it is absolutely gorgeous and compared to what we had last year which in the numbers looks like they were sort of a child's drawing if you like not quite that sort of effect it was it just looked a bit sort of pencily 
Um, and they had this sort of horrible bright green mission winnow brand yeah. on, on the top of the car, which I don't think really worked at all. And uh, I didn't mind the sort of fade to a darker red at the back of the car, but I think this year they've absolutely nailed it. They've got the, the red and the black just works really, really well. It does. I mean, it's, it's sort of similar to um, Ferraris of a few years ago, except it's, it's now black where it was white, which again, I've, I've still think looks really well i think some of the older ferraris maybe the 90s had like black wings or, or something like that. i saw a picture that i can't remember which which car it was but it was something in the 90s a red car black wings and that's exactly what they've gone here and it looks absolutely fantastic i mean it's given aston martin a run for their money in terms of best livery mm. of the year i mean we've got three more car launch so maybe one of them will, will shove either ferrari or aston from top spot but um it's going to be a close call between Aston and Ferrari at the moment, anyway, as to who's got the best livery. Because yeah, it's, it's just it's just beautiful, isn't it? I don't know what it is about about the side pods, but it reminds me of like the actual road Ferrari road cars. It it just looks so yeah. it looks so gorgeous. I want to take it out for a ride. I want to drive it. Yeah, we've said with Aston Martin, they've got these sort of vents on top of the side pods, whereas Ferrari has, has done the same, except at sort of a slight angle, sort of a bit further up than Aston Martin, but not fully on like the side of, of the air intake. But um, yeah, it, as looking at it now, it does sort of look like an old Ferrari Testarossa from the 80s, that sort of almost like chiselled side, if you like, which, yeah, I, I do quite like. And again, it's another team who's... Who's, who's done a, a different design, looked at the rules for, mm, is, is this going to help give us an advantage over other teams that perhaps don't see this? So again, it, it's Aston Martin and Ferrari who have gone with these sort of vents, if you like, on, on top of the side pod. So interesting to see how those two teams in particular come out and come out after testing. But um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, another thing with a Ferrari in terms of design, it looks quite flat, if you like, because the side pods, they're quite... They're quite wide, but they're quite narrow. Sorry, that's a bit contrasting. They're quite wide, quite wide, but quite short as well. Mm. Um, they're not compare it to, say, Alfa Tauri, which is is quite square. These are quite long and thin. Yeah. So again, it's another. It's just these different different designs because of these new rules and regulation. The nose also looks quite wide compared to some of the other cars. So again, maybe that's something that Ferrari thought. All right, this, this is going to help us get back into a championship winning position with the car. They've got two fantastic drives in, in Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. So if they've nailed this design with those side pods, those vents and and the nose, and they've got the drivers to to win the world championships, I think. So hopefully Ferrari can get back on at, at least a few top steps of the podium <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so where do the ratings stand then out of 10? I think the highest I've given so far is... Seven or did I go eight for Aston Martin? I'm not quite sure. I can't, I can't remember now. I might have gave it a 10. I can't remember now. I think, I think we, might, I we might have to, after, after all the car launch, we might have to go back and sort of <laughs> revise them based on what we've actually seen. Now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's a great idea. So, okay, then Ferrari, then it's, it's a tough one. Is it going to be? On the same level as Aston Martin, is it going to be slightly lower? 
I'm, if I'm going to give a heart, I'm going to go 9.5 wow. for Ferrari. Wow. <laughs> I don't think it's quite huge. as good as the Aston Martin. If, if I didn't huge. give Aston Martin a 10 last week, I'm giving Aston Martin a 10 this week. But um, yeah, 9.5. It's just something that doesn't quite stick out to me as much as the Aston Martin. But um, it's, it's obviously def- definitely up there for me. 9.5 out of 10 for mm. this year's Ferrari. That's, that's a huge score. Um, I think I gave Aston Martin quite a high score as well, probably 9.5, because I I loved it. It was great. Um, Ferrari, I mean, they've outdone themselves. They really have. Um, so it'll be it'll be great that I give them a nine out of ten. I just I just think the vents, the whole the whole car, it looks so aggressive. You know, celebrating 75 years of Ferrari with the F1 75. I think some people were almost confused as to what who who came up with these names for Ferrari because they've been quite different over the years. Yeah. But, um, they, yeah. they have had some more. They had like the F1000, the F45, and it's like, Alan, if you look at Williams, they've gone F42, F43, F, FW44, yeah. Mercedes as well, W11, W12, W13. Yeah. It's odd about. Who really cares about the name of the car? If it performs well and drives well and looks as good as it does, that's the important who gives thing. Gives a sod about the name. <laughs> that's the, that's the important thing, after all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nine nine out of ten for yeah nine out of ten for Ferrari. I thought they've really they really did it. Right, sprint racing is back for F one twenty twenty two. Um, taking place in Italy, Austria, and Interlagos again in Brazil. Spring racing is back. What do you make of it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, I'm not too sure. To be honest. I, I haven't watched many of, or I didn't watch many of the sprint races last year. But from what I gathered from sort of general sort of sentiment is that they're okay. It's another race for fans to watch if you're at the track, but. I mean, for me, I still quite like the the usual sort of free session qualifying the knockout system that that we have now. You spoke about it last. I don't year. see I don't see a problem with that. So, the one thing they have changed with sprint races is now the top eight that get points rather than just the top three. So, mm-hmm. you get eight points if you first, and then lose a point the further down you go. But I don't know. Should qualifying be affecting the world championship, the actual races? I'm not too sure because, yeah, sprint racing is a race, but at the same time, it's also qualifying. And mm. I, I don't know. I'm just not, not quite sure how I think about it. And I think perhaps a bit more testing should go into it. So maybe three races is a, a good number to, I would say, start off with. Obviously, they started off last year, but um, yeah, diff- different tracks this time. So they've got Imola, Austria, and Brazil. So three quite fast tracks. I, mean, I suppose they were three quite quite fast tracks last year with Silverstone, Monza, and Brazil as well. But um, yeah, maybe maybe different tracks they'll provide a, a better spectacle. Who knows? But um, yeah, I, I still don't know what how I feel about them. Really, I'm not sure if I'm for. I'm not sure if I'm against. I'm probably leaning slightly towards the against, but that's probably just mm-hmm. because I, I haven't really watched any of them. To be <laughs> honest, I haven't properly engaged with them, if you like, compared to how would a, a, a traditional qualifying session i suppose if i was at the track then i quite like it because you get another race instead of a practice session 
so there's actual competition rather than cars just going around testing setups for the weekend, which, which if you're at the track, as I say, would be quite good. It'd be more entertaining. But as the whole weekend goes, I think I've, for now, anyway, I prefer the usual pre-session qualifying Q1, Q2, Q3, get it done in an hour. And you got the group for the main race on the weekend, which, which is where the, the, the actual points are, if you like. But um, yeah, that, that's me. How, how, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I prefer the normal format, you know, with the three qualifying sessions and then, you know, top 10, the top 10 in Q3, battle it out for where they're going to start. But um, I do, I one thing I like about this year's one is the actual new point system, you know, the top eight getting points with, uh, you know, eight points for the race winner all the way down to eighth place. It gives teams especially the midfield teams in particular, more chances of getting points. So if you're if you're a McLaren or a AlphaTauri or an Alpine, you, you have more of a chance to get at least, what, three, four points. So it's it's a great, I think it's a great opportunity for for these teams. So maybe maybe it's a good idea that they've included sprint racing this season. Well, well I mean, I'm... Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to say, uh, I was just going to mention that one of the tracks that could be a standout, Austria. We know that Austria is quite a short track and we see relatively longer laps in Austria. I think it's like 70 or something, 70 laps in a race in Austria. So like I, that, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I'll, be, I'll be quite interested in how that sprint race comes about because you know it's just all about positioning and so it's going to be very exciting oh uh, it, it it might be and it might not be because thinking back to last year's two austrian grand prix there were two of the bo- most boring races of the year i think max was definitely yeah. just dominated so I mean, is sprint racing a sort of all or nothing thing gonna work at austria maybe we'll we'll have to wait and see but um yeah, I do like that they're, they're mixing up the tracks. It's not just like Silverstone ones of Brazil. I mean, yeah, Brazil's on for another year, but Brazil was easily the most entertaining sprint race <laughs> of, of last was. year. So, I mean, maybe Ibla and Austria will, will provide something different, some more entertainment. Who knows? So, last year, we saw a lot of drama. We saw Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton going at it on track. <clears throat> but also off well still on track but it, but uh the FIA and the race directory has come under a lot of fire especially in the season finale last year in Abu Dhabi Q Michael Massey right for those who don't know it was Max Verstappen against Lewis Hamilton winner takes all in Abu Dhabi um lot Last lap drama, uh, Williams, Nicholas Latifi had a crash. And so Michael Massey ended up, you know, calling the race. And uh, some of his race decision-making decision in how the race ended did not end well, did not go well with F1 fans. And uh, for that, his job was, well, under fire. And it was confirmed today that he... Uh, he was no longer race director for F1. What would you make of it? Not surprised. 
No, I'm not really surprised, to be honest. I think, as you say, the, the decisions he made in, in the outcome of the race at Abu Dhabi were completely and utterly wrong because they didn't go, he, he didn't go by the rule book, <laughs> essentially he made them up. Once they made them up as you go along, but he sort of did <laughs> in a way as well. Um, whether if, he you have, by... if you have rules that they're supposed to be followed, why are you not going to follow them? Exactly, yeah. I mean, whether he was swayed by Jonathan Wheatley at Red Bull, I think Max Verstappen's race engineer, then that's if he was swayed, and that's another decision, another reason why he shouldn't be race director. If he can be influenced by teams getting on the radio to him, then that's not race director material, really. That's not management material, to be honest. But um, yeah, he's he's gone, and I think a lot of people in F1, certainly fans, and certainly Lewis Hamilton fans in particular, will be quite happy that that he's gone. And we've got two guys into a place, Niels Wittich and Eduardo Freitas. Um, who will alternate race weekends? So I don't know who obviously who's going to go first, but um, yeah, they'll sort of share race director duties this weekend. They worked in the World Endurance Championship and DTM, and they've got Herbie Blash, who was uh, deputy when Charlie Whiting was still alive and, and race director for, for for several years. So I mean, now there's where there was sort of one race director, you now got three in in some sense. So you got more opinions which could lead to more debates but it could also lead to a more streamlined sort of outcome whereas if all three agree on on the decision then great but if one person doesn't agree then there's space for debate and and chance to look at the rules and rather than one person just have complete authority over what's going on you now got two or or three voices in there as well so i mean I, i look forward to see how that turns out but um i mean yeah so long as nothing like the the, the fallout from abu dhabi or, or the race at abu dhabi, well the last lap essentially yeah. <laughs> happens again then it, it can only be a, a good thing for f1 i mean i i just hope that the rules are followed you know with with these new guys coming in to the, direct these races because you don't want what you don't want in formula one is just wrong decisions being made which is not only going to affect what's like the race, the drivers on track, but fans are not gonna. You're gonna get on the fans' bad bad side. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a lot of complaints, and there's gonna be a lot of F1 are, are not doing this right. F1 need to improve on this area. So it's not. We just hope that this season the rules are gonna be followed, and yeah. Just lastly, Drive to Survive Season 4 will be back. It returns March 11th on Netflix. Excited for that? I think it will be great. Yeah, looking forward to it. I mean, we've seen how good the first three seasons are and you know, arguably Lewis Hamilton dominated <laughs> those seasons that, that Netflix were filming. But I mean, last year it was one of the all-time great Formula 1 seasons. So it will be interesting to see what Netflix have done, just how different i suppose it, it looks to the previous three years and i'm looking forward to the episode on abu dhabi just to see their take on it but hopefully they don't over dramatize anything i think max has happened said during last year that he wasn't going to be part of it because of how they did things some of the audio that, that they used i think in in 2021 was not matched up to the right moments in in race i think they used i think it was a race in austria when they were talking about ando norris and 
Carlos Sainz potentially being rivals, yet they, in reality, they were pretty good friends. There wasn't really much sort of aggression or rivalry between them, and yet Netflix yeah. made it out like there was. So I can understand for Japanese reason for not taking part, but um, yeah, hopefully it'll be entertaining. And again, it's it's a good driver of getting new fans into the sport. I think it's getting more eyes on on F1 and. Yeah, I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. It'll be nice to, to watch on the way to work and back. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with everything that you've said. So, um, yeah, just finishing off there. Um, remember, we've got three more car launches to come. With Mercedes are launching tomorrow, their W13 car. It should be a good launch. And then um, I think towards the end of the month, we have Alpine on the 21st of February. And finishing off with Alpha Alpha Romeo on the 27th so it should be some good car launches coming up to before testing so um we just want so we just want to say hope you've enjoyed it and uh, don't forget to follow us on twitter at at f1 stop show uh instagram as well you can follow us there on f1 stop show pod and you can also email us at the f1 stop show at gmail.com so i've been your host samuel Oni. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. It's a goodbye from me. Bye-bye. And goodbye from Wes. Bye-bye.